So here's a question from Joseph. Um, what club? First, the first part is what clubs would you recommend? Um, and secondly, what is it that you look for to find places that are conducive to picking up a stripper? And you know, are there any? Because there's different sorts of clubs. There's bikini bars. There's strip clubs. There's fully nude strip clubs. Um, so, can you guys speak to that question? Where to look and what sort of clubs you recommend? Yeah, I, I mean, I'd say the easiest answer to that is is basically like the clubs that you like to hang out in. So the clubs that you like to hang out in first, then the women you would like to date. So that should be for like all venues, you know. So do I like to hang out in bikini bars and eat food? I mean, I, I'm like down with that. I love that shit. It's cool as fuck, you know. Um, do I like hanging out in an all-nude strip club? Do I like hanging out in a strip club where there's more prostitution? Do I like hanging out in a place where it's more of a party atmosphere? And so first it's me, and then it's like, okay, who the fuck's hanging out here? So mm-hmm. for me, like, and it changes. Like, so I go to basically two places. I, I go to a bunch of places in Austin, but there's like two places that I mainly go to, which would be P10 or Palazio. And when I go there, it's because like I have better friends that work there. If I go to like a place, let's say Expose, which is right down the street from my house, it like, I don't like the people that I meet there. It's not that the club's bad. I just, you know, it just has a different type of women and waitresses that seem to work there, a different culture that's developed. And then like, let's say in Dallas, same thing. There were two clubs that I went to and they were completely different. One was like a total bazaar, you know, it was just like tons of dancers, tons of stages and all like a, a lot going on. Every different type of woman you could imagine. Hot ones, weird ones, like ugly ones, busted ones, ones that were wasted. And then I went to this other one where all the Playboy models and stuff worked and it was a completely different environment. Like it was just mellow, it was chill. Um, a lot of the girls, it's funny cause I was in the Bahamas for some poker tournament and I ran into a girl and I was like, are you a stripper? And she's like, how do you know? And I was like, oh, a lot of my friends are strippers in Dallas. And she's like, wait a minute, I'm a stripper in Dallas. <laughs> and she it was funny because we knew a lot of the same girls that were also escorts and that whole scene and all that sort of shit, but made an instant connection. But in any case, the crazy thing is, is that, uh, with all of that happening, it's like, man, the, uh, the, the culture is dependent upon what I like and then how it serves me. So it's first what I'm attracted to. And then later, you know, what, how that interaction with, you know, the women is, you know, what, what they're like. And I think that that's the most important thing to go to, but I would really say, man, it's the same. You guys want to know like a little hack, the same, mentality for strippers, prostitutes, models, supermodels, especially, but man, sex with them is horrible. It's it's like fucking like there is no sex drive because they have to lose weight all the time and have hair growing in odd places and can't get bruises. It's like, anyway, go for the promo girls, go for the, go for the, the younger chicks that look hot and don't have to be responsible about their body. But, um, the, the, the hack is, is that they all know they're hot. They all know they're fucking hot. They know they're hot as fuck. They get attention for being hot all the time. 
when do they get attention for them being beautiful? When do they get attention for them being women? When do they get attention for them actually being sexual? You know, for actually being sexual beings. But never. They get attention for fucking their tits. They want their tits to look good. They want their fucking bodies to be hot. They want to be sex objects to the man that they decide to be sex objects with, but they don't want to be sex objects to strangers. So don't be a stranger and communicate and fucking take advantage of that. It's like, man, you're hot, but I don't give a shit about that. You know, got it. Like, now, just anyway, go ahead. Are there any places that you guys would recommend in LA, New York, or Vegas? Any strip clubs LA, in particular? LA has kind of crappy clubs in the Inland Empire or not. Fuck what? In the city of industry, there's a bunch of crazy ones that are bizarre. Um, there's also, uh, God, I don't know if uh, Jumbo's Clown Room still exists, but <laughs> um, I think I've heard of that. <laughs> in, in, but you should go if you have not. That is an awesome experience. But uh, yeah, in LA, there there are there's a lot of regulations in LA, so it makes it a little bit different and higher on like a, it, it just it adds a different dynamic. But I have plenty of friends who've done really well in Los Angeles. Like I said, my friend. Um, oh man, maybe I didn't talk about this, but we had we wanted to see what we could do with 150 bucks over the period of three months in a strip club, just giving that money away. So just giving it away, like that would sound like it wouldn't work, but 150 bucks over the course of three months not that bad and then we both were like i bet we could get like mad connections like fucking relationship like women kind of kind of like a man's fantasy type thing of uh how women would want us and um in in a strip club and he did it in la but basically what we would do is a girl would come up and talk to us and we'd just say like hey man i'm in a weird place i i really don't like dances but um you're, you seem fucking cool, man. I like you. Here's 20 bucks. And then they'd, 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 they'd give them 20 bucks. And then they'd be like, well, okay, do you want to talk? And we'd be like, no, you can go and do your thing. I'm like, whatever. And they'd be like, well, fuck, I just fucking, I got 20 bucks from this motherfucker. Well, here's one of the things. It's like a lot of people think strippers and waitresses have this mad scheme towards men. There isn't one. You know, there's, there's not some fucking maniacal plan. but we saw that is like, if we invested 20 bucks or 40 bucks, maybe 60, but that would probably be like max with one girl that we could chop through a bunch of bullshit. Now about half of those girls are going to take off and never talk to you again and be like, man, we, we burned that guy. But the other half are going to come up to you again and say, Hey, what's going on? And not, and the dance will be out of the equation or they won't really know how to ask for a dance because you said you didn't like one and you came off with a nice gesture. Another thing might even be to buy a drink and to say like, look, you know, I, I'm because I don't like drinks. I fucking hate them. So I'll be like, man, you know, you want a drink? Let's fucking hang out. I, I, I want to respect you. I don't want to disrespect you. Let's do your thing. And I'll say this, everybody I know that was good with strippers, there's only one person in the community that, uh, well, I'll say two, through the community, through the community, um, that, uh, that I met that were good with them. One is my buddy, Dave. Another one is Eric, Hypnotica. Uh, but everybody else, it was like, and actually Nick quick too. Everybody else. It was just like a fucking joke. They were doing some like plot of bullshit. Now I know tons of people that are good with strippers that are like photographers that are like cool dudes that go in there and have fun. They are doing a completely different game. 
it's all about like fun, partying, being in that culture, being in that environment, having a good time and not about like a strategy of control. So it was like really interesting to see, like, for instance, I, I used to fucking in Dallas, Sin moved to Dallas to learn from CJ. And I mean, zero, you, you went to strip clubs all the time, zero. In fact, we stopped hanging out with him in strip clubs because he would piss everybody off because he was trying to control it so much. And then uh, like Adam and his guys, uh, Adam Lyons, he lives in Austin and there's actually some uh, love systems dudes that live in Austin that come to the same strip clubs that I go to. We have completely different sets of friends. Okay. And the distinction is, is those guys are playing a game. It's all about value. It's all about the fucking bullshit lying. I'm a filmmaker, photographer, world traveler, fucking gay shit that's made up that gets people to like him. And I'm just like, Hey, no, I'm just this dude. And I remember one of the dudes, one of the guys who was a student of one of these guys came up to me. He didn't know I taught in the industry. And he was like, yeah, man, I have, I, man, this, this is so, I, I know I've told you about this, Chris, but he, he goes, he goes, yeah, I just travel around the world. He's DHB himself. I travel around the world. I got awesome cars and, you know, I have bitches in every fucking country and, um, you know, dude, like just going on about how cool his life is. And I was just like, dude, just stop, man. I like either talk to me like a human being or not. Cause like sometimes I can't pay rent and I don't know. I, I just have friends and we do kind of cool stuff, but I do travel around the world and have girlfriends in every single one of those countries I travel to. But let's have a real conversation, man. <laughs> like he just, he couldn't, like he didn't get it. It was just so fucking weird. But my friends that I, I'm friends with in, in, that are strip clubs or, or waitresses or, or just friends of my life are my real friends. There isn't some value component. And again, once you have that value component, as soon as somebody comes along who has more superficial bullshit that is going on good in their life that's better than you, you get dumped. You know what that says? That says that everything inside you is shit and doesn't mean anything in comparison to the stuff outside of you. And that is not a friend I want, a relationship I want, a sex life I want, a fucking gangbang I want, an orgy that I want, or an orgasm that I want. So it took a long time for me to kind of like move outside of that. But that's, I think, a key point for me is that I don't want to be a whore and basically subjugate the internal side of me, the things which I value, my passions, my ideas, my, my drive for life, my ambition, my purpose. I don't want to, those are the first in my life. And, and that goes along with my sex drive and my sexual urge. I don't want to augment my sexual urge, my passion, my purpose, or any of that stuff for what somebody else thinks is cool. Because the fact of the matter is, is nobody gives a fuck about that shit the next day. Cool goes away. But if you can learn to assert who you are, man, you walk around in every society, in every area, in every part of the world, and you can have a human connection with somebody and have the most high-level human connection with somebody, which is sex. And that is something that I feel I've gotten to enjoy and Chris has gotten to enjoy and all that sort of shit. It's kind of like, do you, you know, it's about questioning motivation, you know, and you think about, do you, you ask yourself, uh, 
I mean, I have to ask myself about this in other scenarios too, but specifically regarding, you know, your sex life and, and um, getting laid in women and men and so on in these relationships. But do you want to conquer, control, or participate? You know, what is the motivation behind all of that? Like, why do I want to do this? Do I want to conquer? Do I want to control? Or do I want to participate? And, and then, you know, listen to the answer um, that you're telling yourself. Because everything else after that is going to be colored by your motivation. So you have to kind of, like Steve saying, um, if everything outside is what brings the validation to, to your identity and to your, your life, then that's giving up a lot of control, to be honest. That's giving up a lot of control to external, to everybody else. But if, if you're motivated by, I want to participate in this story, you know, then you come in with a sincerity that, that uh, will draw that to you, even in a place like a strip club. And especially in a place like a strip club, because you know, the most for the most part, women who work in that industry. I'm telling you what, right now, we have heard and seen it all. And so, if, if you come in with with the uniqueness of being authentic, <laughs> then you will stand out. Trust me. Yeah, it's kind of like when you've heard and seen it all. The only thing that works is reality. Yeah, that's right. exactly right. <laughs> I mean, that's the, the reality and the sincerity and authenticity. And genuine nature of a person is what really makes you like, what? Stop and pay attention. Everything else is all the same noise. It's all the same noise. It's not impressing me at all. I mean, I roll my eyes, you know. You should hear the shit we talk about in the locker room. I mean, talk about some real talk. It's like being, you know, it's probably worse than being in some football team locker room. I mean, everything that is gross is totally. going on in there, you know. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Yeah, it's gross. You that would be interesting. I mean, I mean it's just the, the photo series I took. And I don't know. If, I don't think Stevie's told him about. It. I don't know if you have or not. But six years ago, I I shot some photographs in the locker room of the strip club in Austin at Palazzo, and it's a series called Sex and Judgment, and it's black and white. And I'm building my own brand around it. This whole conversation around these ideas of scapegoatism and um and sex, and, and it, it's really quite large and and. I haven't creating a curriculum about it and everything, but the point is, um, yeah, these photographs I took, it's because, and this, this is really interesting. It's just, there's nothing going on back there. We're not mud wrestling. I'm on the corner eating some pussy. You know what I mean? I mean, there's nothing like that going on. There's burping and farting and tampons, like, you know, and there's cursing and then there's somebody drunk and the house mom is holding her hair back while she throws up and she's crying. I mean, I mean, you know, that's what's going on back there. And, um, so, and then we have to go back downstairs and deal with a lot of pretentious bullshit. And, and so the last thing we want is, is some more of that, right? So if you come in with some real sincerity and you are a human being who is present and not trying to throw game, because I'll tell you, you cannot throw game on a stripper. I'm sorry, you can't. It's just she's like a superwoman because she's not, she, she really is. I mean, the level of shit we deal with is overwhelming. So you learn to sharpen that sword real quick, and you learn how to deal with shit better than a lot of normal women, whatever, quote-unquote, that means, right? In the daytime, who have a job and, and who are not part of this underground culture, you, you really you have another level of instinct that, that normal women, um, they don't have because you're forced to deal with such juxtaposed shit, just straight up, unfiltered, raw expression of of, of humanity. You you have to deal with it all the time, 
So when you go in there, somebody who is actually a little bit tender and gentle, not somebody who's a pushover, don't associate that with being weak, but, but with, with like being somebody who's just fully present, comfortable in your skin, don't have to put somebody else down so that you can feel validated. Don't be a bully. There's all kinds of ways to bully people and, and check. You got to check your head. You got to check your motive. You got to check all that shit because the less and less of a bully you are and the more sincere you are, you're just cool. I'm telling you, like, like Steve said, the level of loyalty that will come from a woman um, or people that work in that industry is pretty huge because it's, it's, a, it's a reprieve. It's, it's a, something different for us. It makes total sense that, you know, the, the amount of shit that you guys have heard is, you know, there's no way a guy's going to come in with a lot that's new. So you might as well just be real. Um, yeah. Here's another uh-huh. question from Joseph. Um, are there any unwritten rules about one's conduct in the strip club? Uh, for example, never touch the girl, always tip her, don't get pissed if she has to leave or talk to another customer, et cetera. Yeah, I mean, those are all, I guess, good things. You can touch people. It depends on the club. You know, like, there's clubs in Florida where you can make out with chicks. I mean, it's fucking, they're just different everywhere, you know. And you okay, know, can I, say, I, I really, I, I feel really passionate about this right here. I don't want to, I'm sorry, Steve, let me interrupt. I really do don't. Like, um, I can't stand when people ask me that shit, and I'm going to tell you why. I can't stand when men go into the club and they ask me, oh, what are the rules here? What can I, can I do? What can I do? How about you ask me what is appropriate for me? Now, I'm not working for a fucking pimp. Men that run this club don't run me. I am an individual person. What are the rules? How about do you have respect for people? How about we start there? If you do have respect for people, then you don't have to ask that question because it's common sense. If you know, oh, you know what? She's a person. So I probably can't just reach out and grab her pussy because I feel like it. No, you can't. Even if the dude over here somehow give you a wink because you gave him 50 buck tip, you still can't touch my pussy, okay? You still can't do that. So it is really, I cannot stress enough to everybody on this call that you're not entitled to go into a club, even if it's a strip club, or even if it's a whorehouse, to just reach across and grab whatever you want to grab. It is not, um, you do not have permission to ever do that anywhere. So, so you have me, to do that. But yeah, this, is, me, this, is, this, is a, this is a thing that I get asked a lot, and, and it bothers me as a female because there's, there's an entitlement to that question. And, and, and I'm telling you, every woman in that club will tell you the same thing. We talk about this stuff all the time. And, and, uh, so just the framework of that question is indicative of an unconscious, uh, you know, entitlement sometimes, right? Sometimes. So I just want to say that the rules, I understand what you mean, but just, just assume something conservative every time you go into any place because it's safer to consume, to, to assume something conservative than to assume that you can do whatever you want. If that answers your question. Well, let me, let me say this because we need a solution to that in order for it to make sense, you know, so that guys can do it. So if we are supposed to talk to women, right, 
you know, and this is this is essentially what I'm getting here is like talk to the individual, make it an individual exchange. Then here's how I would say to do that, rather than like you know taking the the, the route which might be seen as insulting and saying like, well, hey, you know, what are the rules here? You you can say something along the lines of like, hey, well, cool. So you know, fuck what you know, what, how long have you been working here? What's, what's your story with it? What's the craziest, ask them, you know, what's the craziest thing like that guys assume about you feel them out because like some girls, well, and here's the, the, the reason why this is a question that people are asking is because number one, we have like a fucked up culture when it comes to this, but number two, there are girls that well fucking, I mean, they're, they're actually rare in a strip club. That depends on where you go. If you go to Houston, it might be a little bit different, but um, or Vegas or whatever. But like the the thing is, there are girls that do blur that line, and then a guy tells a story about that girl, and then the guys don't know what, to, and they don't know what the fuck to do. So it's like it, it, the dudes are actually attempting to fucking build the bridge of communication. So I would feel the girls out and say like, if they if you do want to get a dance with them, if if you do enjoy that, because that's cool. If you do. Man, use it in your favor. Use it in your favor to get like get that dance right away, and then talk to that chick. Like, use it as a bridge to gain some rapport because it it will it can only help you, right? If as long as you have some control over your money. But just say, well, what's a dance for you? Like, what is it? And that, you know, if they start saying this is actually a funny thing. So at Palazzo, there was like this influx of hookers, and I fucking love talking to hookers, man. Dude, I was I was having a field day with it. I was, I started recording them and shit because it was the funniest fucking thing. But then it got kind of annoying because they continue to like fucking solicit stuff. And so they, and this is what I would tell them, but this is seriously like what you should ask Dan, like talk about this shit. So this girl is like sitting on my lap and she's like, you're hot, you're whatever, da da da. You know, you're so attractive. Like, let's go and have some fun. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? And I'm like, are you, are you working? Are you trying to like get business outside of the club or what? And, and, um, she was like, well, maybe, I don't know. You know, most of my, most of my clients are, are $400 that I need in the hotel room, but I'll cut you a discount, you know, because you're so attractive and I can already tell I like you. And I'm like, man, that's such bullshit. And she's like, oh, oh, totally, totally. And she's like grabbing my dick and stuff. And she's like, how come your dick's hard? And I'm like, because you're fucking touching it. It doesn't mean it's because of you. Like if that dude touched it, it might get hard. You want to see or, or whatever. Like I'll just fuck with him back. But then I'll sit there and say, I'll say like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're telling me you having sex with me is worth $400. Like, like seriously, what does that entail? Like, what does that mean? You know? And so when it does come into like a bargaining situation, when a girl puts pressure on me in that way, I'll ask her, like, what does that fucking mean? And she's like, well, you're just gonna have to find out. I'm like, no, I've been with hookers like for 50 bucks. I've gotten a lot of awesome shit that I don't think, would that $400 would be worth? Like what, seriously, what is it? Like you tell me, like, I want to know. And she's like, are you a cop? What? No, dude, I'm, I'm a fucking potential client of yours. Tell me like I got 400 bucks. Like what is, what is it? Well, you, you know, I just work it. No, 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 no. Like, I, again, I have had a lot of experience with this. Like, what is it? So if, if a, in that situation, if the girl putting pressure on me and I put pressure on her back, and then, you know, she gets annoyed and leaves or whatever. But really, if you want to dance with a girl, just say like, well, well what's good for you? Like you show me, you lead the way, uh, you know, in the beginning or whatever. And, um, and I'll try and follow your lead. 
there's different ways to bring it up, but I agree, man, make it a fucking personal experience. And one last thing that I also want to add when Chris was talking about the, uh, the, you know, dancers have heard it all. Think about this guys. These girls have approached more guys in one night than you will in a week. If you're going out seven nights a week. So in one night, they're doing 50 to a hundred approaches. You know, you're, you're, you're doing that in 10 days or something. Right. And so that being said, it's like, if you try and throw game and it's bad, like again, reality is the only thing which makes sense. So I think that's an important kind of like way to have it be understood. Anyway, that's all I'd have to say about that. Um, Another quick question from from Joseph: Are there are there any places where strippers tend to hang out outside of work? And if so, does it make sense to approach them in those places? At the Pepper Mill in Las Vegas. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And in Vegas, man, the Rhino and Crazy Horse Three, uh, Sapphire is good too. Sapphire is very different than the Rhino, but. Yeah, it's just different in San Francisco. Completely different culture, you know. But um, where do they hang out? I don't know. All sorts of different places. Right after the club, it's going to be at a restaurant. Not all of them, but there will be dances at the restaurant. Um, when I used to live in San Diego, there was a place called, uh, I think it was Cheetahs, and right next door there was the bullpen. And uh, it was a bar, so the strippers would go from the strip club to the bar They'd be hanging out there a lot of the time when they were working, too, I think, and um, obviously before and after. So in a situation like that, um, does the same sort of advice apply? Is there anything different? Yeah, I mean, uh, why not approach them? But I would approach very mellow again. Like, these are girls who deal with a lot of men. That's not to be feared. That means you can be more yourself. That means even if you're a scared self. If you have no value, in fact, fuck, if you have no value, you're actually better off. You know, like the, the people I know that were the best with women in my entire life were the best with women where they, they, they were broke or they had money. And, the, and there was always both. You know, there were times when they were broke. There were times when they had money. And so one thing that you'll get with dancers is they have such big hearts, man. I mean, they've fucking, they, they go through some swings, you know, making a lot of money, making no money, you know. People that get involved in dancing usually didn't have the easiest upbringing. It's not always the case, but it's, it's very common. And um, the fact of the matter is, is that you could, you could have no value, you know, of cool or whatever. But if you're, you're honest, and again, you can assert your masculinity, which may take practice and just say, hey, you girls look like you're having fun. Like, what's up? Oh, hey, I don't want to be made fun of, you know, because strippers can be like dudes in the sense that they'll talk like mad shit, you know, oh and, uh, God. yeah, <laughs> dude. And here's the other thing is girl dancers going out as a group to a nightclub <laughs> probably won't happen because they'll get pissed <laughs> off at somebody and fuck shit up. My favorite thing is <laughs> going, going out with fucking, uh, Man, I, again, I forget her server name, but Saffron and her buddy, you know. I mean, we hang out at her house whenever you're in town all the time. But I go out with them, and if I'm pissed off at somebody, they're the best thing in the world because they will just wreak havoc 
but eventually they'll get bored because it's like, it's just a different world. Not to say that they can't go to a club and enjoy themselves, but if it's a group, you know, it's girls with big egos, you know, they, they can talk shit back. If they get disrespected, they will tell you. But if you're just kind of like open in yourself, they'll, they'll fucking be, they'll, it'll be awesome. Like it's such a simple kind of recipe, but if you're, if you're yourself and genuine, it's really badass. And, uh, but if you're trying to kind of like out alpha them, you will lose, man. You will That'll fucking lose. Nice. Man, it was the best. I remember like, as we described in Dallas, like when John, when Sin would talk to dancers, it was like watching a grenade of negativity explode because he'd be like, he'd nag them back and they'd nag him back. You know, it just got in this war of like, yeah, well, fuck you, get out of here. You know, and they'd kick him out. You know, it's just, it's, it's not gonna, it's not gonna work that way. Now, I will say once you get in rapport with them and you get into their, their real lives and all that sort of stuff, it's just like women. You know, you'll have to be dominant at times and you'll have to be submissive at times. You know, it's a relationship. You're communicating with people. But I noticed a lot with dancers, like sometimes, because there's so much stimuli, so much stimuli. Their phones are always blowing up. They got a lot of attention from people. They usually have a pretty big uh, network of people that they know. And a lot of people with drama that, yeah, you got to put your foot down and just say, man, shut the fuck up. Like, if you're ever dating a girl that is a dancer, you got to like, you, it's not with everybody. Because again, I know dancers that are very healthy and great people, but uh, there does have to be that like, man, chill out. Like, you, how, you how do you describe Steve-O? Like, how would you describe when you used to stay with me at my place in Austin? Like, how, how was, I mean, I never asked you that either. Like, how, from your point of view, what, what, what did you think of the culture that I was cultivating in my life as a dancer or whatever? I mean, would you say some of the well, stereotypes apply to me or, or I'm not much, curious. It's different. Cause there, again, like I'd say people like, um, like the love systems dude that lives here, like Adam and his dudes, they're making friends with like people on a completely different level. They're making friends with that girl that lived across the way from you. That's still I know. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. So here's yeah. the story. We won't say names, but I forget her name. I remember I asked this girl, when was the last time a guy made out with you? And it, he was kissing who you were and not your body. And she started crying like Jesus yeah. Christ. But she, this is a fucked up story, but this is like a, a story of like when you're just superficially making friends with people. Right. And dude, let me just say, I've had fucked up stories in my life. You know, we've all had fucked up stories in our lives, but in a way, this is kind of like normal at times. But this girl lives, she was neighbors with Chris in this really nice spot. Man, it's so nice. That, I didn't even know how nice that area was until I really spent a lot of time in Austin. So peaceful and fucking chill. Anyway, so lived in this apartment, you know, it's like X amount of dollars a month. And she was hooking up with a dude and she had a relationship with a guy and she, and the guy was an attorney. She ended up getting pregnant and he was like, all right, well, look, you know, both of us don't want to have a baby. You clearly don't want to have a baby. Like let's go through with this procedure to get an abortion. Okay. So not trying to make a political statement about that, but you know, whatever. Um, In any case, she goes through with it and he goes, look, I will pay your rent and take care of you, just take care of this for me. And she went and did it, got the abortion, paid for it, and then 
a couple months later, she found out her rent wasn't being paid and she got evicted. And it's just like such a fucked up story. And you know, as fucked up as that is, man, I mean, she was stupid about a lot of stuff clearly, but you know, so I remember that. I also remember we, uh, you know, at your place, you had a lot of art. You're always doing like music. The door was always open. And it was like, kind of like a different feel. And you're actually like very neat and organized. Like, whereas I'm like a fucking slob of all slobs. I'm, I'm like one of the, uh, I'm terrible, but, um, you know, you had a lot of nice things. I actually still have one of your drawer things that you left behind. And, um, so your, your house was really nice. Now I will say that this like, Chris is an example of a lot of like, I obviously an individual, but many of the dancers that I know, highly passionate, has a lot of stuff going on in her life, um, dances to make money, um, kind of takes time off to do, like, I mean, I don't know if you know this about Chris, but not only has she done this like art show, she actually, so for that sex and judgment thing, there's actually video interviews that, that she did with dancers backstage talking about all the stuff that we're talking about. Like we, like, I don't know if you have them, Chris, but I, I still have them somewhere. But um, there's videos that she has of like girls who dance and she's interviewing them about guys talking to them in a club when they've gone home with guys. It's, it's like the total locker room talk shit. It's fucking crazy. Um, but also, you know, she's lived in Brazil. She's lived in Haiti, like all sorts of crazy stuff. So she's done a like highly passionate, highly adventurous, very free things. And then, but the thing is, is like typical artist thing and, and like, extreme and like I have this too is that where there's like disorganization or other balances in our lives taking place at the same time like my thing was always sex I like sex I have the urge of sex if you dude if you guys ask me this I have experienced everything that I could imagine at least to be accomplished sexually that means like strippers managing strippers trying to like see what what like how prostitutes work um, like, uh, you know, God, man, crazy stuff, threesomes, orgies, all that sort of shit. It, these were like big things for me that I thought, um, were, were not great parts of me, but really it's a sexual urge. There's nothing wrong with your sexual urge. The problem was, is that I thought that in order to have a sexual urge, to have a fulfilling sex life that I wanted, that I had to be a deceptive dude which is not the fucking case. And uh, it's interesting. I found no solution in that from the pickup industry, but I found solution in that from dancers and people in pornography. That's crazy. So like still to this day, I talk about it with my, my porn buddy. That's kind of all we talk about is like our paths of sex. And he's had like hundreds of times more sex than me. But the thing is, is like, we like sex. I like sex. I like sex. I like, you know, fucking, you know, sex where I'm sticking my dick down a girl's throat. I like sex that gets rough. I like sex that gets um, all sorts of stuff. I like sex where maybe I'm the one being like fucking dominated in some way. I like sex. But that's an expression of me and not in. So a lot of times you see it as an expression of our insecurity and we start handling them in the wrong ways. And so. For me, it's like I've had that sort of confusion and that sort of disorganization in my life with my passions and who I really was. But I see that a lot with dancers. 
And so every single one of my dancer friends, all of them, man, um, I'll say their dancer names, but I forget um, that one because I never call her it. But, uh, you know, my, my friend Joey, I remember that girl, Kai. I remember, uh, God damn, like, fucking all of them, man. That girl, Athena, Jesus Christ, man. These are like old school people. Um, but I, I re- the thing about them was they were so special because they had a lot of cool shit going on. But there was this thin balance of disorganization that I could relate with. And that's probably why I got along with dancers so well. Here's another question um, from Gary. Um, Gary asked, do uh, strippers, servers, slash bartenders are really similar game-wise? So what advice do you give on that? Um, Do you need to be a little less over the top? If that makes sense, what signs do you look for if they're actually interested? Yeah, I think in a lot of ways, they, uh, it makes a lot of sense um, that they're all the same because it's somebody who is sold for their beauty, right? So it's somebody that is, um, uh, that is marketed for these things, which is so much more than them. It's like we all as men hate it when girls look at us just as, you know, a dude that buys them a drink. You know, it's insulting. Or just as a guy who has a certain, um, you know, fucking pocketbook or some shit. Yeah, like that's, we a want, that's a good example. Yeah, we want us, we want ourselves to be fully expressed and all that sort of shit. So, with like, you know, models, promo girls, all that sort of stuff, strippers. I think that that dynamic is huge. Like, talk to a part of them that is beautiful and not sexually exploited. Believe me, every girl that I've hooked up with, every girl, not just a stripper or model or whatever, it like likes to act like a, a woman, a whore, a fucking sensual being, a passionate person in the, in, within the intimacy of with, with me. But the idea, that, that's like saying like a guy, a guy loves to spend time with his woman, whether he's giving to her or going on a vacation or whatever, but a girl to assume that she can have a vacation or or whatever with a guy for no reason whatsoever is insulting to us. But but man, that's enjoyable when you're with somebody that you, you like. So that all being said, um, you know, we, we need to take that into consideration. And when we talk to people, talk to the real side of them. Right. And, in order to do that is just like, I hate to say this, but get comfortable talking to them, make it easy, which takes experience. You need infield time and you need results. So the first result that you might go towards, uh, might be like, like them wanting to hang out with you, like them taking a break with you. You know, what is that like? Be more like that guy. You're moving in the right direction. Then another thing might be like, they want to hang out with you afterwards. Be that guy. They might want to go on a date with you, be that guy. So you want your steps of progress also to, to match so your experience can equal confidence. Now, that being said, what I'd say to them, here's what I'd say to them personally. is like, hey, what's going on? How long have you been doing this? Like selling shots or working as a Dos Equis girl or, you know, being a waitress in this strip club or how long have you been dancing? Oh, that's cool, man. It's crazy. You like it? You seem too innocent for it. You know, and so I just start moving along those lines. 
And I talked to him very candidly like that. You know, don't perform. Don't act like some effeminate fucking, you know, PUA guy or whatever. Act like, you know, if you were to model yourself after somebody, act like McNulty from The Wire. <laughs> but just be, just be candid. Just say, hey, yeah, it's cool, man. You're hanging out here. I'm drinking, having a good time. You know, are you having a good time? You can try and add to that good time. Well, you talked to the wrong dude, but fuck, what's going on? Let me buy you a drink. You know, what, what are you up to? I would try and act as chill as possible until she respected me for who I was. So in really what game is, is like I'm trying to put out an image of myself in a short amount of time so that she will accept the image that I want to broadcast which is like, I'm a cool dude that hangs out at strip clubs. I'm a cool dude that hangs out and talks to promo girl models. I'm a cool dude that talks to bartenders. Um, with bartenders and waitresses, I would make sure to show up early before it's busy when they can talk. With dancers, you know, you can show up early when they can talk or you can show up late, which Chris may get mad about this, but at the witching hour, the last hour a club is open, they're all hustling to make money, but they're also tired and really wanting to take a break. So it's, uh, that's also a good time. Um, not that I said that earlier, remember I said that earlier, yeah. about the three parts of the night. Yeah. But a lot of times, like we thought, we haven't talked about this recently. I, I did hear you say that, but a lot of times you'll say, dude, respect her because that time she is hustling. And it's true. Like if she's hustling and you get in her way, then you're a complete asshole. But if she's hustling and tired and you offer an opportunity to take a break. So it's just a, a different way to look at it and a different way to structure your kind of whatever, you know, your, your stick. So, um, anyway, I would say that I would talk to them until they bought into the idea and the image that I'm, I'm selling, which is really me. You know, Hey, no, man, I'm just cool asking you questions. Well, fuck, let me ask you this question. And here is the, the bomb. I was actually getting to this, but then somebody interrupted and said that this was like supplicating fucking stripper, I kiss your ass behavior, but, uh, it interrupted my flow. But this is what I, I say to kind of every girl, not as a routine. Actually, I don't say this always, but, uh, because I, I fucking give a shit about this. This is the actual qualifier. This is the actual, like, is this person right, right to talk to me? And am I right to talk to them? And I simply ask them, I say, Hey, look, you're like a hot chick. You get a lot of attention. You know, what, what would you call being attracted to somebody? What does that mean? And they kind of answer, and then I ground, and I tell them, I say, look, you know, what that means to me is, like, it's a connection that's dependent upon two people, and not necessarily just physicality. Yeah, first, I look at somebody, I go, man, they're amazing, but it's meaningless. Like, it's meaningless if I have a relationship with that. It's meaningless if I have sex just with somebody's body or their body image. So, like, what's attraction beyond that? Actually, here's a better question what's attractive about you that most people don't notice. And again, probably be confused, but then I'll just say, well, look, look I'm not meaning to be a dick. What I'm saying is that I feel that connection with people and connection with me and my, my passions and my kindness, like my true kindness to my friends, I wish women saw rather than maybe my lifestyle or whatever bullshit, you know, might be attractive. Like I wish they saw that. And what's kind of like that for you. And, you know, here I am, like all, all game is to me is the ability in, in, uh, I guess, skill set to assert myself and to elicit the qualities of someone else. It's the only value that there is. 
the ability to assert who I am, good or bad. Because if we just look at it as good, we limit connection. If we see that it could be all of us, then it's dependent upon connection. Okay, so if I say I'm a drug addict and can't get my life together, but I just want somebody to understand me, man, that'll work as long as she understands me. And then if I have the ability to elicit something in her, like what she thinks about attraction and what's attractive about her and what that is, when she can show herself and I can show myself, then I can have a connection. The connection is the value, and that is the seduction. That is the socialization. When we think socialization or seduction is some bullshit message we broadcast about like wearing a fucking pinky ring, then what the fuck are we going to get back? We're going to get a stereotype back that is looking at a stereotype to fulfill themselves. We're going to get whores back because we're whores, you know, but we're not going to get reality back. And so I think when it comes to the structure of social dynamics, all I'm looking for is a connection. And in this connection, it's rapport because rapport is so easily transitionable to being friends, being in a social circle, having a sexual relationship with or anything. So it, it's, it's a pretty, pretty important thing. So I just ask them what they're attracted to because they're hot. I have a bunch of people looking at what's attractive about them that they probably don't care about. They have a bunch of people that, um, you know, every girl that I know that's hot gets hit on more. So she gets really aggressive dudes. This is a cold read. You can tell them. But it's true. Or if it's not, they'll tell you. And either way, it's moving towards a connection. Cold read isn't to trick somebody. It's to catapult rapport. It's just an assumption. You know, when I, we see somebody smile, we build an assumption about them. That's essentially a cold read. But I could say, like, man, you're attractive. So you probably attract a bunch of guys that you know, are a little bit more assertive and aggressive. But as soon as you get intimate with them, like, you know, you guys, you actually explore his sexuality. He becomes weak and he becomes a pussy. And then you start thinking you're that woman who only attracts pussies. So that's like what you got to realize. You're a hot chick. You have options. You know, why is it that hot women have more bad sex than women who aren't hot? You know, these are the questions that you should be asking. And if you've had actual sexual experience with a woman, then you know that these are there. So you shouldn't be confused about asking these questions. They're so obvious. Every girl that I've laid in bed with, the first time will tell me, thank you for making me feel like a woman. And I'll say, well, wait a minute. Wow. Women care about feeling like a woman. That's going to be the next thing I ask women. When was the last time you felt like a woman? When did a man make you feel like a woman? Why didn't that happen? You know, and so it's like women in pickup, teachers taught me how to teach. My students taught me new techniques because I'd watch, I'd tell them like, be more aggressive. They'd be aggressive in some way, and I'd be like, fuck, I never thought about it in that way, but I'm going to repeat it and teach it to somebody else. So my students actually taught me more about the nuances of different techniques. But what taught me about seduction and the actual real game of it all was women. And they'll tell you. You just have to translate it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry. Chris, you got anything to add? Yeah, I mean, I really just appreciate what you're saying. Um, uh, I, I can really, after all these years, they really hear how much... Uh, I want to say you've grown, but you've always been saying the same message, but I can hear that it's definitely, um, there's a lot of, a lot more maturity, a lot more, you know, it's just like your palate has become more sophisticated. I mean, it's just so cool, but I mean, I can relate because I feel like on my life, in my life, I'm doing the same thing. So first of all, I appreciate everything you've just explained and the way that you've explained it. Um, I really feel that there is a genuine bridge that wants to be built, um, 
between, you know, this, this really weird, just to be use a cliche, war between men and women, which I think is bullshit. I think that we all want the same thing, but we just created social constructs to, to say that men, you know, want this and women want this, but the truth is we, we want the same things. I, I want to feel like I'm more than a prop um, just to get somebody off. Um, I, you know, what about me? I mean, I'm here too, and I want to feel witnessed, and I want to feel the experience of being alive and being accepted as a whole human, um, not just somebody who can provide catharsis or provide something for you so that you can get your nuts off. Like, no, I'm here too. And uh, I want to be here. I'm on this earth and I want to experience it the same way as you do. And I don't want to be shamed for it. I don't want to be, um, oh, I'm, I'm, when the going gets tough and, and, and we have to pull out the, uh, the supposed, the proverbial ace, you know, out of the, the sleeve. Oh, well, you're just a whore. I mean, that's so boring. It doesn't even insult me anymore at all. Like, not at all. It's boring. Very, very, very boring. And, and so, but I'm not just speaking for myself. A lot of women feel like this. I'm, I'm telling you, this is what's happening in the minds of a lot of women, not just strippers, but women in general. But I would say, especially women like myself who work around a sexual environment all the time, it's, it's not that it takes more to get us off sexually. It takes more, like I said earlier, sincerity, more desire to connect, not pretending to want to connect. Um, and, and, you know, I can pick up on that pretty easily. Nobody, it's really hard to get something over on me. It just, it's damn near impossible, really. And I feel very confident saying that. And it is like that for a lot of women. So I think everyone's looking for that kind of connection. And I, and I just don't want to be shamed for, for the same desires. Um, I want a reason. It's like that Portishead song. I want a reason. Give me a reason to be a woman. Like, I want to yield myself to you. Fuck. I mean, isn't that fun? Isn't that what this is all about? Um, I want to, but you have to give me a reason to do it. I mean, you, you can't, I, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you got, this is a dance and it's fluid and it's movement and, and it's surrender and it's things like that that are very hard because, oh, I don't know what that means. I want to control this. I can't do that if I can't control that. Well, then don't control anymore. And, and I, I've had to learn to surrender on my own, in my own way too, to that same kind of dance. And that's what it is. It's a give and take. It's not just take, 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 take and, and provide and provide and provide so I can keep feeling like I'm the man. No, 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 no. No, I want to be here too. Okay. And, and if you give me a reason to do that, how does that look? Well, what does that look like? Well, I'll tell you what it looks like. It looks like, for example, um, I don't know if you want to hear an example in the strip club or an example outside the strip club. I mean, because either way, it's the same. It really, really is at the end of the day, the same example. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's a woman that feels like completely witnessed that you've paid attention so much to what she said that even if you don't understand, you're going to go Google that shit. Okay. You're going to fucking figure out a way to understand. And if you don't, you're going to tell her, Oh my God, how about that? And that works in the strip club and that works in an apartment that works at the grocery store that works anywhere. Um, it, it, you know, if you were, I don't understand what you mean. I, and I know I'm so like, show a little bit of your vulnerability. That is really hot to a woman when you show a little bit of your vulnerability, because that means, oh, you have a little bit of mystery. What is that? What is that that I just saw? Women are all about shit like that. Trust me. Um, they're all about that. And if you show a little bit of vulnerability by saying, I don't know what that means. Oh my God. It's like wet in the panties. Oh my God. You don't know something and you said it. Holy shit. So 
You know, if, if you say something like, well, you know, laugh a little bit because maybe you do feel a little bit embarrassed and that's fine. So that's kind of flirty. And that's what I mean by surrender. That's like, fuck it. I'm just going to say, I don't know. And that's like, fuck it. I'm just going to, you know, I'm surrendering a little bit right here. And, and you say stuff like that and you say, I don't know what that means. You know, can you tell me? And you can smile a little bit, have a little laugh. They're not laughing at you. You're, you're now you're laughing together. And now you have opened up an opportunity for this woman to teach you something, which is going to always be something that she feels good about. And, she, and, and it's, it is difficult. Am I saying all women are like this? No, but for the most part that when I know when I'm given an opportunity to teach a man something in particular, and I saw that he was a little vulnerable about it, I cherish that. And I don't turn that into a weapon because to me, that's what bullies do. Bullies turn that shit into a weapon. And when you're a bully, you're a coward. So I don't want to fuck a coward. You know, I want to kick in his ass. And who wants that? I don't like, that doesn't turn me on. You know what I mean? I'm going to be the bully now. No, I'm the bully. You know, so it's like, no, I don't want that. Let's dance together. I don't know something I'm going to tell you. You don't know something you're going to tell me. And now we're, we hear the music and we're moving to it. Do you see what I mean? Like, so how does that work? Admit the shit you don't know. Even if it's a tiny piece of information that goes a long, long way for a woman because you're showing her that you're giving her the opportunity to lead you a little bit. And that is, you can't underestimate that either. That's another thing you can't underestimate when you give a woman an opportunity to lead you a little bit. It's, 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 that's, that's huge. Yeah. That's great advice. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, power is really in your vulnerability. So, um, I know that uh, I got to run here. This has been an awesome call. I wish we could keep it going, but thanks so much, Chris and Steve, for uh, jumping on. Steve, um, if guys have questions and stuff, can they find you? Where can they reach out to you? Yeah, sure. They can go to thesexuallife.com and sign up on the email list. You can download the identity PDF, which is kind of like the, if you work with me, you do that. And the identity workbook is actually what it's called. We'll kind of take you through and self-exploration in yourself. Um, also, man, if you want, you can email me, Steve, at thesexuallife.com, and you can come on one of our calls. We're a group that does 16 hours of calls just like this one a week where you personally interact. Um, it's uh, like I believe in socialization and sex. And so that's how I teach. I socialize with people and work deeply with them. Um, Chris's stuff, your, your stuff is still kind of like in the works, right, Chris? Yeah, I'm, I, I'm yeah, still in the works. I'm building the website. It should be done actually in a week for the brand itself. Um, and basically, I mean, it, it overlaps with, with what Steve does, but it really is another, it, it's a, it's it's um it overlaps and it definitely complements and that's why he and I work so well together, but uh it's different as well. But I can definitely yeah, you know I'll pass thing. that information to Steve. Yeah, yeah, just uh, let me yeah. it and I'll I'll have the guys check it out. So yeah, yeah. Uh, awesome. Thanks so much. Oh, sorry, Robbie. Go ahead. Oh no, what were you saying? Well, Chris and I have some video stuff that we've done together and all that sort of stuff. Um, so you can find that shit online if you google it we did a series called the men send me the link give it to the guys so thanks again guys great uh great call and uh, appreciate you coming on thanks for having me too i appreciate it
right. Take care. Bye. Bye.